Welcome to Loving Wild and Free, a podcast by Bridget Woolley and Brittany Taylor. Here we share our intimate journeys of deepening our understanding and practicing of unconditional love. With our relationship as the point of focus, we tell personal stories and practice compassionate communication, which supports us growing together as individuals and as a unit. All are welcome here. We are grateful to be on this journey beside you. Hi, beautiful beings. Did you know that we are coaches and work one-on-one and with partnerships? I, Bridget, am a holistic health practitioner and nutritional therapist. I specialize in autoimmune, hormonal imbalances, and digestive health. I, Brittany, am a life coach specializing in relationships and individual empowerment, focusing on finding internal and attracting external alignment. We both help people align with their true selves to live the thriving, vibrant lives they dream of. Find our emails in the show notes and reach out to us for a free 30-minute session. Ah, hello. Hi, beautiful beings. Mm. Welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited about this topic. We're going to be talking about when you and your partner have a different diet preference or you eat a different way, which could also relate to so many things. Yeah, maybe if you and your partner just have different preferences around a, an important area of life. <laughs> yeah. Whether that's you want to go to bed at different times or have different daily flows or different... What did I say earlier? What did you say? That was a good one, but I just got distracted because we're sitting across from each other today, like with nothing between us, and I was just staring into your eyes. And <laughs> I just, Bridget will tell you, but I just like stare at her sometimes in this way. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah. I like it. Yeah, bedtime. Um, you did name another one. That was really good. It was really good. It was one minute ago. <laughs> yeah. So... Here we are. I'm excited to talk about this. I feel like we've gotten a lot of questions about it over the years. and So many questions about it because when we started connecting, we did eat different diets. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we were both known in the communities for how we ate. Yes. <laughs> and people were like, how do you do that? How does that work? Yeah. Up until recently, maybe we share... We, we shared our podcast around like what what you're eating now i would just get question after quest like anytime i would post something about food like how do you navigate uh when Brittany? yeah just like different things and like so it sounds fun to talk about the evolution of that yeah i think we'll talk about our story and if you do want to hear more about <clears throat> my story of how my diet has changed over the years i'll put the link to that podcast below which actually bridget came onto my podcast for, which was really fun and helpful to tell the whole story. Yeah. So, yeah, you want to start from the beginning? Yeah. Well, well when we met <laughs> in 2018, yeah, I was really into eating plant-based. I had been eating plant-based for six years at that point, six, seven years. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, my whole life was based around it. Yeah. I ran events based around it. I was really known for it. Mm-hmm. I was just... Um, I had gained vitality and health through that in a way. Like it was such an upgrade from how I was living and eating. And I adopted a whole lifestyle that just interwove really well with the plant-based community, with the fruitarian community initially. And so I was really in it. And on some level, I would say I was like in the identity of it. Mm -hmm. But the more important piece here is that Bridget and I ate really different 
diets initially in a way but I didn't even notice that up front Mm -hmm. I think partially because you were so great at accommodating me without me even knowing early on yeah I was just like (laughs) feeling up on meat when you were around (laughs) it's so funny because I didn't know this in the beginning I was just like oh we eat quite similarly yeah to me it was a huge shift but there were different (laughs) like at the time we ate we both ate like so we would make meals together Mm -hmm. early on and um, we would make, what's a common thing we would make? We made like rolls. We made a lot of spring rolls. Rice paper rolls. We made a lot of yucca, yucca and veggies. And, um, so yeah, I ate pretty paleo at the time. A lot of like whole foods, meat and veggies mostly. And then Brittany was just eating you know, vegetables and fruit. And so I think I would just remove the animal products when we were like first starting to relate because I was, I, I had fear, um, around like, and we talked about this in our podcast too, but uh, maybe like judgment or um, not wanting to make you feel uncomfortable. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, that came up a lot for me initially. And I know that you were like really into like, well, just, yeah, I want you to like <coughs> eat whatever you eat want. Whatever you want. You can um, eat it around me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so curious how that would have felt for you at that time too. I think really good. Yeah. I always felt... I always felt really excited for you to eat meat around me. And mm-hmm. I think it was, yeah, on some level, just me wanting to have that intimacy with you. Yeah. Wanting you to feel really, like, safe to be all of yourself around me. Mm-hmm. And I felt like you were such a vital, healthy being who had really dialed in beautiful practices. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, this area of your life I didn't really know about yet. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really highlighted in the beginning because, like, we liked making meals together, but we were – it wasn't, like – the main thing we were doing. We weren't even really talking about our diets that much in the beginning. Yeah. So, yeah. And I remember the first time we went out to eat together, which I would say is like a month into our relationship. And I was just like, really, I was like, I really want you to eat whatever you want. Like, you don't have to. Yeah. And so you did. You got chicken pad thai. Mm-hmm. And I just remember feeling so excited. Yeah. <clears throat> And we were both in Thailand together, and I remember thinking, like, I really want to watch you eat some, like, st- meats on a stick. Do you remember me saying that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was just an intimacy, I think. Mm-hmm. And really wanting you to feel super welcomed and chosen and loved. And mm. like, I wanted to kiss you after you'd eaten meat and just, like, have you feel like, I love you. And mm. um, But it's hard to kind of put words to. The deeper feeling was, like... You, you like it's just it's just a piece of you mm-hmm. and I trust you and I don't have a judgment about you I don't want to control you yeah and I felt so um I never felt like you made any comments about my diet or wanting me to eat differently and that was super helpful for me mm-hmm. yeah. which at the time was very challenging for me yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah you told me you would share with a friend sometimes like about it yeah yeah I love hearing that and like the deeper a theme being wanting to just really support and celebrate each other and I think that's why I was like showing up in the way I was really wanting to like nurture you and accommodate you and you're pregnant at the time and just like really wanting to I don't know make sure you felt really like comfortable and relaxed and yeah I remember maybe around the same time about a month into our relationship I asked if we could do a session together like mm-hmm. a nutritional therapy session and I filled out the, all the forms. I don't know if you've worked with Bridget. It's really fun. You get to fill out. I've done these twice now. There's this long, like, 500 question mm-hmm. questionnaire. And you track your food for three days and your food and your mood, etc. And I remember when I came to you, I was like, okay, I'm really excited about your feedback. And um, what did I say? 
I can't remember what, but just like, I know that you might recommend other things for your clients that include animal products. And I wonder if like, even if it's not the most ideal thing that you suggest, if you could just try to give me lots of options of things that aren't animal products. And, and you did, mm -hmm. you gave me amazing options. And in that, I also got to ask you and be like, okay, so like, what would be the most ideal thing you would recommend here? Mm -hmm. And then what are the options like considering that and that I just want to eat plant-based? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember looking at your food journal and being like, wow. I need to eat more. <laughs> yeah, I probably wasn't, I wasn't eating much fat it's at all. like lettuce and like, yeah, there's more than that. I ate grapes. <laughs> I, I was eating tempeh. That was maybe my main protein source, pea protein. Yeah. Um, that was like in the last, I would say, two years I, of my mm -hmm. um, plant-based <laughs> journey, I was eating more protein. I was focusing more on protein and cooked foods, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and just to kind of clear, I would expand on what I shared earlier, why that was like challenging for me, because I think I, um, you know, I've been studying diet and hormones and fertility and all these things for so many years. And then when I met you feeling like, oh, this being is like pregnant and I love her and I want to like nurture her and like, <laughs> uh, just like, yeah, really into like, right, like bone broths and stews and animal fats and tell <laughs> like all these things that like um and it was such a good practice for me to just be like i'm just gonna support Brittany's evolution uh -huh. of this um and kind of allow for the natural because i felt your openness mm -hmm. like like i hadn't really um i think most of my experience um in the plant-based world at that time um, was a lot of pushback, a lot of like, uh, not openness, like that's a lot, a lot of judgment, um, a lot of like shaming. Um, and so it felt really, um, beautiful and healing to feel, you know, such openness from you, yeah. um, and just wanting to allow you to get to tune into your body and ask questions and get to choose over time what felt really nourishing for you um, rather than me being like, well, I think this would be like, yeah, yeah, really good for you or you should do this or you could do this or um, I feel like we didn't really have any of that in the beginning of our relationship. We had a lot of like um, maybe initially, like right in the beginning, feeling things out. Okay, maybe there was some like, for me, a little bit of like hiding or um, but then jumped right into, wow, feeling really, each of us feeling really celebrated and safe and supported mm -hmm. and, and how we were eating. Um, and just, yeah, our beliefs and preferences and yeah. how, it, yeah, we're talking about diet here, but that runs so much deeper just yeah. to like really, truly like celebrating all of your partner. Um, and also getting to feel like you can show up as all of yourself, yeah. um, and feel relaxed and celebrated and seen and, um, yeah. I remember going on this hike with a good friend of mine while you and I were together and it, he has written like books on plant-based diets and has been doing it for a really long time and coaching people etc and I remember saying to him like yeah I just Bridget is so healthy and vibrant and I just wonder why Bridget doesn't eat a plant-based diet you know mm. clearly like you've done a lot of research you know all this information and like I wonder why Bridget's still eating meat you know knowing all the things mm. that like we have learned about yeah. <laughs> um, and 
he just said to me like why don't you ask her sometime and I was like oh yeah maybe I will but I think I had just I so believed in you and what you were doing that it had never crossed my mind to like really ask and I didn't even really notice it come up until that conversation and I think something was like I hadn't met anybody who was I was so in the plant-based world that I didn't really meet vibrant people eating anything else. Mm. And so I think because we were so, we still live this way. It's like, I can really take care of myself. And if I want something, I'll ask for it. We can make inspired offerings for each other, but especially for something as personal as diet is, especially in the beginning of a relationship where you don't know somebody super well or haven't been around them for years. Like now I feel like you could make a suggestion to me or like, but you wouldn't even come out and just make a suggestion. I think you would say something like, hey, like I've been curious about something Mm -hmm. about diet and your diet and I wonder if you'd be interested in hearing it. You know, not Mm -hmm. just like, I think a lot of time what happens in partnerships is people have a lot of judgments about one another, which I think is a reflection of judgments about themselves Mm -hmm. and they just share them really like throw them back and forth without a lot of consideration yeah or care in the conversation Mm -hmm. like I think it's really important I love that you just gave that example like hey I'm curious about this thing Mm -hmm. um and getting to like because you know so as a nutritional therapy practitioner I don't always recommend the same thing for everyone Right. right like getting to I think the way I would ask is like how do you feel? Yeah. Like, what is your intuition? Okay, let's look at the information. Let's look at the, maybe do a little research around this and understand more of what's going on. And like, how does that feel for you? Yeah. Um, and I think taking a lot of care um, in the conversation rather than showing up in judgment or uh, the, with the, the feeling of like, I'm right, or mm-hmm. um, you should be doing this. I think that is a, the way a lot of uh, partnerships or couples or friends or whatever mm-hmm. a lot of people yeah. um, that's how a lot of people communicate with each other and I think like th- one of the greatest tools is to think before before connecting with someone like okay I want to talk about this thing is it genuinely coming from a place of curiosity mm-hmm. if it's coming from curiosity and like a true curiosity where you're open mm-hmm. and just like almost like a playfulness like huh I really wonder which it was for me by the time I don't even know if I ever asked you because I think I got my own answers like the universe brought them to me as soon as I was genuinely curious right I and maybe open and ready and open and ready because if we present someone information before they're open and ready then there's almost more resistance to mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. yeah um yeah coming with that curiosity And like, if you want to ask somebody about what they eat and why they eat it, I think that's a really great way to approach it, like from the place of curiosity, from wondering how it's feeling for them. A lot of times what I think is coming up, and I'll speak to my past, is fear. Like I was in partnership with somebody for about six years. We got married. I was super into uh, eating a plant-based diet, fruit-based diet. And we got to go through the whole evolution together. Like when I met him, I was eating pretty, like pretty much anything. I ate most anything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, life shifted so much. Like I drank alcohol then, like I did so many things that just didn't end up being a part of my life as our partnership evolved. And I think I went from so like open in certain ways to so rigid in certain ways. And when we moved to California together, one thing I asked was like that we just have a plant-based house. Like I didn't want any Mm -hmm. animal products in the house. And 
he said yes. And he, um, but he was so great at just sort of being quietly in his process. Whereas at that time in my life, I was really like out, outright. And I wanted him just to eat that way. And I knew sometimes he like went out during the day when he was at work and like got different foods. And I I just remember inside feeling this like tension about it. Mm. Like I wanted to control what he was eating for some reason Mm. because it brought up fear for me. And I wanted to be in an environment where I was surrounded by people doing the same thing as me. Mm. So I could feel like safer in a certain way. And I think so I could have a steadiness and consistency because I was still building it and still finding my way. But I think the bigger thing was I got so dogmatic about it. Mm. I was like, this is the right way. Mm. And I wanted to have kids with him. And I was scared that we couldn't like parent the same way. Mm-hmm. And when we talked about what we would feed our kids, it was really hard to yeah. get on the same page. And that was one of the main reasons we didn't end up staying together, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. And now, like one of the things he said, he's like, I don't want to create so much um, resistance around food for our kids and I don't want to have things that are off limits because it's just going to make them want it more and yeah so so many things that he actually believed in I believe in now (laughs) yeah Um, yeah and I had a person reach out to me thinking I ate plant-based still and Mm. she was like hey my partner doesn't eat plant-based it's been really hard for me I wonder if I can work with you and it was cool because what I offered her was this whole story about my experience with my previous partner and my experience with you and mm. how actually it's not so much about what we eat, it's about our relationship to like trust mm. and gentleness and compassion and knowing that everybody's eating the perfect thing for them at the time that they're choosing it and that it's kind of like none of my business what you choose to eat or not. Yeah, yeah, I love all this. And I, th- I love what you shared about fear, right? It was fear right that the, these actions were kind of coming from um and mentioning diet dogmas and i think that is something i see a lot in the wellness field is like putting it simply like we can't listen to our intuition if we're in a state of fear mm. right so I, I talk a lot about like intuitive eating and like tuning into your body, tuning into the messages of your system. And if we're in a space of fear or gripping to a dogma out of fear or out of control, then we can't ultimately be connected with our intuition and what is right for us. Um, And we can see that in like, maybe not so much now, I feel like a lot of those things are dispelling, but you know, maybe over the last like, six years there's been a lot of diet dogmas like vegan plant-based paleo keto it's this way or no way or just like a lot of like kind of like culty vibes in terms of like like, grain damage (laughs) yeah really kind of demonizing certain foods Mm -hmm. and like yeah we're all so different and unique and like if we're connected with our intuition and really trusting our own system i don't think we would uh and usually like wanting or needing someone else to eat the same way as you is is coming from a place of fear or unsureness about like if you're doing the right thing even Mm -hmm. though it can show up as like but I'm right (laughs) um it's ultimately maybe not being able to be um creating the space to truly tune into your system and and know what is best for you yeah and and um a community sense of community I think that was something Mm -hmm. I was really wanting in my partnership before 
was like to feel like we were eating the same thing. Mm. We could like have meals together. We could choose same places together. Same same reason why I wanted to like do the same type of movement together. Mm. I think we do want to be surrounded by a certain amount of sameness and a feeling of like relaxation in community and just convenience. Mm -hmm. I know we were just talking to a friend at the gym and she was sharing that. Well, she shared with you, uh-huh. but that her, her yeah. family, she has like three kids and a husband and they all want different things. Um, and so just like how that can be, be challenging to accommodate um, all these different <laughs> desires and needs. And, and also like what a beautiful world to think about, like that there's no problem with differences. A hundred percent. Right, like we could just like, there's meat, there's plant-based, there's whatever, <laughs> like whatever you want. Yeah. And just like the feeling of like love and celebration and support and like understanding rather than swinging the pendulum so far to one side. Yeah. Yes. And I, I love that during our relationship, especially in the beginning, so I would say for the first year, we ate differently, basically mm-hmm. the first year. And I never felt like there was a problem. Mm-hmm. Like I never, I do remember after a certain amount of time, like you would bring bone broth or you would bring, like you brought food over if yeah. we were cooking at my place mm-hmm. and you wanted meat. Um, but yeah, just like there isn't a problem and there wasn't a problem. And if you're focused on what feels good, there isn't a problem. And if there are challenges coming up, I think from the right vibrational space, you can create creative solutions that are really fun. And it's really cool to celebrate that you and I eat basically the exact same way, more or less. Mm-hmm. We eat the same foods, we like to eat at the same times in the same ways. Mm-hmm. That'll probably change mm-hmm. throughout our lives together. Like right. maybe not, but I really love celebrating like, oh, we love to move in similar ways. We love to eat in similar ways. I think you and I are really on similar paths, but sometimes there are things we like to do quite differently. Yeah. and. I like not being like, oh, our relationship works well because of this or that. Mm -hmm. And I love that we have diet to look to in the beginning and be like, there was never a problem there. Yeah. There was actually a lot of differences. Like, (laughs) oh, yeah, relationship dynamics. Yeah, totally. Like, just so many different. I think we were, yeah, had a lot of different things, but there was this air of coming together and really getting to love and celebrate all of the other person rather than needing the other person to be different to love each other and I think that has helped me feel kind of like invincible in our relationship and yeah like just feeling like wow like we really truly love each other and have supported each other through a lot of big shifts or differences or and there's never been an air of like you're doing something wrong yeah there's been a lot of like compassion and curiosity and and also triggers and things that we've gotten (laughs) to like talk about um with a lot of love and space and um yeah yeah which i think has been really beautiful and makes sense that like we would naturally like come together in this way and like right now like eating and just like being in the same rhythm mm-hmm. um i think that feels really cool to celebrate and also not to be attached, attached to, to that mm-hmm. there's always different like ebbs and flows and seasons and cycles of life and um yeah i think one of the reasons we didn't have issues around diet when we were eating differently is because we both felt really secure mm-hmm. in i'm putting i'm saying this about you so you can confirm but 
yeah, I, I sensed that we both felt really secure and really like celebratory of how we ate. And mm -hmm. it is something that we had both put a lot of time and energy and thought into and then made such a big part of our lives that there wasn't really, there wasn't space for doubt or confusion. It was like, yeah, I really celebrate the way I live and eat until there wasn't, you know, mm -hmm. until I was like, huh, I'm curious about this. I'm curious about that. Like, mm -hmm. hey, do you have any ideas? Mm -hmm. And that was cool, too. Um, but I think when people are, in my experience, when I've been kind of like really fiercely protecting something, it's because it feels unsafe. It feels like it's cracking on the inside. If something's strong, we don't need to protect it. It's mm -hmm. fine. Right. But if your relationship with food feels flimsy or unsafe, which a lot of people does, mm -hmm. and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's a reminder, like, if I'm feeling unsafe or, like, I really need to protect myself in this area or protect my home environment, maybe I need to go within and do some work or work with, like, a nutritional therapist or whatever that might be for you. Maybe food's much more related to emotional, etc. Yeah, and I love that we're talking about food <laughs> because I think it's one of our most intimate relationships. Like we've been in relationship oh, yeah. with food since <laughs> forever and we eat multiple times a day. Um, and so, and we're taught, you know, as kids to suppress emotions with food and um, to rely on sugar as a drug or like just like all these different ways that we've adopted um uh, around our relationships with food and so I think food is one of the most intimate relationships that yeah. we have and and I love when you were sharing about David um, this other uh, partnership you were in and how you know he was sharing well like I don't want our kids to grow up with all these like weird things around yeah, totally. food and I think that was a big shift like right when Ilya was born was mm -hmm. like that was I a want, huge shift I want Ilya to feel like really nourished and free and like not getting any weird shit around from the beginning i yeah. felt that way i was mm -hmm. like i don't want to control i want Ilya's like Ilya has the instinct best intuitive yeah. link right now mm -hmm. i want Ilya to be able to choose what type yeah. of foods to eat and it was so cool to witness like what Ilya was drawn to yeah. like what babies are drawn to it was really fun to mm -hmm. watch yeah and it is more of our first if we take things back to thousands of years, like, what were we eating? I mm -hmm. felt like that was what Ilya was eating, like, meat and bones and fruit. Like, mm -hmm. Ilya, squash. Squash yeah. and avocados mm -hmm. and um, berries and uh, melon and just, like, yeah. Yeah. And bacon. Bacon. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, like, chewing on bones. <laughs> I know. That was really wild to see. <laughs> yeah. And it was cool, too, just to watch Ilya's, like... Ilya wasn't interested in food for some time. Mm -hmm. That was really fascinating, too. Yeah. Just a lot of milk. Yeah. Breast milk. And then naturally choosing it when it felt aligned. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, I think for a lot of people when it comes to plant-based, especially for people who really identify as vegan and vegan for the animals, it's hard for them to, to be around meat or like a partner eating meat. Um, mm -hmm. I know that I can relate I can relate to that mm -hmm. and I also got to be in the movement enough to see how like scary and angry some people can feel like their energy fields can be feel to be around when they're in those spaces mm -hmm. and I got early on to like recognize wow I don't want to be I don't want to be living from that place and still it was hard because I, I did have different experiences where I lived with people who ate meat 
friends and family members. And it was hard for me to be around the smell of meat. It was hard for me to be around like the idea of like animals being um, slaughtered and, and eaten. And so I think for some people, they're kind of trying to navigate this really like this thing that feels like, um, uh, what are they, what are, um, why am I having trouble thinking of the word? But anyways, it's just like based on a value they have that they don't want to harm animals. And I think it's hard for them to understand why other people could choose that based on the perspective they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I could agree with a lot of those points. I think a lot of people in today's society that are eating meat, like aren't putting a lot of sacred, there's not a lot of like sacredness in that or like where the meat is coming from or how it's being treated or how it's affecting the environment or all these mm-hmm. things. So I, I, right, like we can totally resonate with, with all those things. And I'm curious, like when that shifted for you, like mm. when the smell, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like what, what was that shift like for you? Yeah. It's interesting because we moved in together at the same time I started eating animal products <laughs> yeah and even in the beginning when we would cook meat here in the house mm-hmm. like it was sometimes hard for me yeah but it was cool because I had started eating it or some of it mm-hmm. and so it was like hard for me but I was also a part of it in a certain way mm-hmm. and I think rediscovering my innate um, nature as an omnivore mm-hmm. was powerful for me feeling like I had been in the belief so long that that wasn't our natural diet. Like, Mm -hmm. really, to go all as far as to believe, like, we're frugivores Mm -hmm. and to, like, read all the reasons why. And I don't want to get into all that too much because on one hand, there's, like, there's science. You can find science to back up anything you want to believe. Totally. Literally can. So it's not about who's right and wrong. It's more like, how do you find harmony with people who have different beliefs than you, especially beliefs that really hit on your heartstrings? So for me, it's, for me, it's this feeling of, um, like it did get easier for me over time, but I think the bigger feeling in here is that I, sorry, I'm distracted because Bridget's writing something. (laughs) So I had a good thought. Mm, Good. Yeah, I think this is such a big thing. And the, the thing I've learned over time is what, what brings us together, what brings people together more than anything is love and support and unconditional love and support and trust that people are making the best decisions for them. And I feel like at this point I could live with someone. Well, I'm really picky about who I live with, but like I could be in community with somebody who's eating McDonald's. Like we're all at a a picnic together and they're eating McDonald's and I feel just as much love for them as I feel for the person eating like whatever it is. Um, consciously raised and sacredly um sacrificed meat um or anything and and i think the bigger piece here is that i'm no longer feeling like that is that they're they're less worthy they're doing it wrong like that i'm making the more conscious decision Mm. and that's an interesting thing to navigate because in a way there are like I have seen an evolution of consciousness in my life and the choices that I correlate with that. But on another level, the, the more I evolve, the more I realize like we're all, we are all equal and we are all making the best decisions for us right now. Mm-hmm. And what feels shittier than anything is to have someone else thinking that you're not doing it right. <laughs> that really sucks. That really, really sucks. And there are a million factors I don't know about somebody and why they're making the decisions they're making. And I just have... Yeah, I have like a, 
a sense of freedom and compassion inside of me that feels boundless. At this point, it's to the point where if I feel dogmatic about something, I'm like, oh, that there's some work for me to do there. Mm, yeah. Because there isn't, like, there's not this right and wrong. And, and um, I think that's my path this life. And it's the one that keeps expanding my heart and helps me feel really open and loving. And some great teachers have said things that really resonate with me along the lines of like, um, maybe it was Gandhi, but it was like, what is the best diet or whatever? And he's like, the whatever one like helps you feel the most loving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. And yeah. I think that is the piece is like, we all just need to be loved. Yeah. Like where we're at, like I love what you said, like finding harmony and all the different aspects of being human and just like celebrating and loving each other where we're at because that is how we continue to evolve is like by feeling loved and supported where we are then we get to naturally step into the next thing and timing is everything like something isn't right for us until it's right for us like I totally believe I did all the right things and that the diet that I eat now will evolve and I'll change and I'll look back and I'll be like oh that was interesting that's what was right for me at that time and so to think that we have a better, we know what's best for somebody and that they, quote, should be doing it differently is really, I think, just, like, not helpful for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think it's important to have conscious conversations. And we had a really powerful conversation with a friend of ours who was eating, who's, like, really strongly vegan mm-hmm. and, like, ethically vegan for the animals and was feeling a lot of challenges Um, just being friends with us Mm -hmm. yeah that was a really powerful conversation and I think having powerful conversations with really great mediators Mm -hmm. um, who can hold a neutral point and really that point of unconditional love and compassionate communication and and nonviolent communication to talk about challenging topics such as like you are in a partnership where like you really want to share your views on something your views Mm -hmm. not your views on how someone else is eating but your views on On your own yeah on Mm -hmm. like your philosophies for life and then get to hear theirs Mm -hmm. I think that's have space yeah and understanding yeah and I think that is it brings us back to like self-responsibility like yeah (laughs) just like that yeah (laughs) and a powerful tool too is like if you can think of a time in your life where you did something differently than now and really were convinced it was the right thing. Right. It's so helpful. I can't tell you how, it's every topic at this point, like monogamy, polyamory, like plant-based carnivores, like everything. And I can look to so many instances in my life where it's like, I'm dead set on doing it this way. And then however many years later, I'm like the opposite. (laughs) Yeah. And to the point where now I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just open. open. Yeah. But I don't know. And I think that's the thing. It's like, how open do you feel? <laughs> Openness feels good. Yeah. Tightness feels clenchy. Yeah. Resistance diseaseful. Yeah. Oh. What did you write down, Bridget? Oh, nothing. That's oh. for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was for our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it feels good. This feels good to talk about. And I love this. I love this, like, really celebrating others and really celebrating ourselves. And like really tuning in to what feels good for us and just being like, yes, this feels good for me. I mm-hmm. love myself. Yeah. Oh, I love you. What feels good for you? Yeah, and like That's I love great. you where you're at. And you know what? Maybe sometimes I have a little trouble loving yeah. you where you're at. And thanks for the reflection that I have trouble loving me where I'm at too. <laughs> yes. And I, I really want to work towards loving us entirely where we're at 
and mm. allowing the natural evolution of us. And you know what? Maybe it's helpful to just not even talk about diet for a little while and just really focus on like the simpler ways of loving ourselves and each other where we're at. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Great job. Great job, all of us. <laughs> You're doing great. It's so beautiful that you want to listen to this podcast and be open to harmony in relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It takes us to the deepest spaces within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for diving in. Yeah. Thank you for the, the depth of love and trust I feel here. Mm. We've already, even though we just have been mentioning it, haven't even created the official offering. We've already been getting a lot of requests about our retreats and lining up some dates for 2023. So stay tuned. We will have a page offering for you soon where you can read details about retreats with us. Yeah, maybe we'll link that in here. Yeah. We oh, yeah, we that. will link that in here. Yeah. By the time you receive this podcast, <laughs> you'll know. Yeah. Thanks for being here with us today. Sending you so much love. Mm.